0: Hello and welcome back to all my darlings. I am back from a restful mini vacation, I guess. Really, it was my husband's vacation, but we decided to see where we can find where we could find the best coffee shop, and we did. We found it at. Um, it's about thirty minutes away from us, so I don't know how often we'll be driving out there, but I enjoyed two lattes. It was so good. Oh, hold on! I gotta get my little boy squared away. Okay, look, you got toys. Got a place to lay. Okay, no, no, I don't have anything here for you. No, no, no. All right, we are reading *Prismatic Ground* from Margaret Young, the collected poems, edited by Phil Bevis, Joshua Roths, and Jacob Seifring. Um, Prismatic Ground was published in 1937. I have this collection of poems. I read some of them. Um, so far nothing's really stood out for me, but I will read them. And you can decide for yourself. Silken Hair Her tragic fault was merely the fact of ambiguous hair flowing like moonlight, clearly stemming the noontide air. No flaw was hers other than early twilight amazing her track. Nothing to be wakeful for, surely, but caught against a trap, but caught against a rack. Poor lady, she hangs limply, deluded by her hair. Small was her destiny, but it destroyed her. <laughs> okay, so that's sad. can have silken hair and even something like that can turn on you and and kill you (laughs) all saints day there will be on the branch of the wild wet cherry not the waxed. sorry (sighs) let me try again it's hard to read things perfectly there will be on the branch of the wild Wet cherry, not the vexed bloom, but calm leaves of early saints, where the velvet shadows lengthen, in orchard shuddered from moon and sun, these fibrous hearts will be unspun like silken webs on breathless air, gleaming among globules of the green pear, dim leaves of seraphim, gold flood of flesh gone dim, will drift above the azure dust of eyelids closed like wildest starlings startled swept by storm. There will be no one whose blood is warm. Dubious Ground He who in a gray field is a sleepwalker is always aware of the dubious texture of the ground where gold eyes stare. He walks lightly, with the small sound of dew stopped in the air. Twilight on him is the blown silk hair of creatures startled there. Hmm. The, the, her book is called Prismatic Ground, and this one's Dubious Ground. So I'm wondering if there's going to be any more titles like that. Can you imagine they named her book Dubious, or poetry book Dubious Ground instead of Prismatic Ground? Uh, Next one, Biography. The angels wept in their distress to see young Harry playing chess with Lucifer, the wily one, through moon's eclipse and burning dawn, until all things he he had were lost, not bartered back at any cost, and all he would not have likewise was watched by speculative eyes. They mourned to see him in a trance relinquishing each grave advance, Immersed in thoughts of many things beyond the ponds, the queens, and kings. And plaintive calls of whoop wills that dripped from out the farthest hills. An old ballad, a witch's name, a wraith of smoke, but not the game. Woodlands Far Removed There is a gallant hunter who goes flashing forth at morning, Oh, publish on the rocks and sky, and in the streams a warning. For he whom nothing small eludes is coming through the fields To bag for Dinah's empty pots what easy killing yields. But neighbors peering from their blinds behold a sorry sight, When he, alas, how shamefully, droops home from hunt each night. From woodlands far removed he comes with half-regretted words That he has stood all day and watched the bright, unfrightened birds. I like that one. Spring. Envy not spring her innocence. The creature coiled within the womb has not the high indifference of one who flowers from a tomb. Under the thunderous heartbeats, she contrives her delicate masonry. She plants to flower. She dreams of bloom. Lover. The silver river he still must bear in topply mountains and crystal air, although he aches beneath the load and he walks weary the golden road. His mind grows bright, his flesh grows dim, but dust will never be all of him. Gulliver If the grape-scented air has clarified shrunken eyes, or startled from immortal hair sullen birds darkly did rise, He has grown so dim now we cannot tell at all, but cross the wasted brow, impelled by peril. Where leveled as a gray field spotted by no sun, he lies obscurely stilled, strangest horizon. Drowning Song Drift downward in that sea casually as if it were your father's clover meadows. Slide through the strange sky, the insecure azure where silver-winged, ambiguous fishes fly. Be lucid of that element, plumb silences of the clear stream, leaving no passage where you went, for thus you turned from fact to dream. And webbed with water, you will stand as one who drowned in unison and gasping in the weed-abound sand, was terrified by earth and sun. He does not cross the sere brown fields unless across his mouth they swoon. The firmament of water gilds diffused in him each sunken moon. And that one we get a hint of her thing with dream and reality, for thus you turn from fact to dream. In that poem. Anthology piece. These moonstruck syllables she utters draw as the moon the angry waters, arching in foam on lonely beaches, beyond all ships, all birds, all reaches. Remember by these the mouth of her, foresee the fugitive pale sphere. By fragmentary skies, conjure the girl binding up her hair. She was quiet, having little to do with the unquiet flame. As leaves relinquishing and brittle, none will ever speak her name. I have no idea what these are about most of the time, but they sound good. Look, look, kitty. Elegy for the body. What metaphor of bird or flower can make her heart to beat again? What sudden start of astral rain can waken her? Oh, she was plural. She multiplied. All sparrows fell if once she died. The snow of death was her last breath to breasts in whom her heart will bloom. Her leaves are tidal, her moons resurge, but she, the girl, does not emerge. A flower, a bird can speak the word, but imageless, is quietness. Whirl Chiseled, immaculate in sunlight, heavy with waxen leaves and clear-cut bloom, yet by the moon drift persuaded that the pear tree has branched in shadows through her room. So thick as the flower of the wild white bow, bow, sorry. So thick as the flower of the wild white bow, mirrored in her still sleeping now no one can tell which is the tree of bloom reflected which is she this one makes me think of someone, uh, yeah, her branches and shadows through her room this makes me think of a girl sitting in a room watching the shadow of a pear tree through the window and it gets like tangled in with her I have no idea if that's correct, that's just what I picture in my head, which may have, may have absolutely nothing to do with what the poem means, which is so weird. We're going to read a couple more. The tree. Ah, yet these boughs above my head, green leafed with thoughts of the happy dead, under whose moving shadows I walk companioned, who must die and so contrive to live again, as a flower opens after rain. Ah, these also suffer change. Summer and winter are not, not summer and winter are not strange, even to these. Look, look now, a leaf is falling from the bough. I always felt in Miss Macintosh, my darling, that she has this thing about the these motifs about the changes of the seasons um and what that means and she, it's, I always get the feeling in the back of my head that she's referring to the Greek and Roman explanations like Persephone and things like that um, in the book. Strange Prophecy Only by bees will Hold on, let me try this again. Okay. Only by bees will be visited the lonely portals of the dead. They will come intent on trade of light within that house of shade. Yea, yellow light of wild, clear honey will gild the darkness none can see. The skull's enigma, what it was, become a hive for honeybees. That one's cool, that imagery in that one is cool. The Departure. Through fields of glowworms and seraphic darkness and wild blue stems where her blood was, Shaken small by wind, autonomously walks the lady thinned in the wake of hawks. The snail, meanwhile, drawn cold as she, Traces her still wan odyssey across the purple leaves and flood, Beautiful of her heart's blood. Before the blur of silver snow, a sign of her, where'd she go? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Before the blur of silver snow, a sign of her where she did go. I was like, why didn't that end? Question mark. Where she did go. as the period. And this one, Wan Odyssey, the uh, Odyssey is capitalized. So I'm assuming it has something to do with that. I like that imagery from where her blood was, shaken small by wind, autonomously walks, the lady thinned in the wake of hawks. I like that. Um, Let's see. Maybe, maybe two more. Maybe one more. Death in Lilliput. In Lilliput, where the night is a firefly, and the wild grasses curve obscuring the sky, the giant stumbled on his own shadows. He clawed at the wan, blew under meadows, and startled the lady out of her sleeping. She wakened trembling. She wakened with weeping. Although she grew fainter than a cleft sigh before he had done with her and she could die. The whir of a bee filled a world not his. He saw revealed the chrysalis. And he was amazed by spotted wings as her fingers stiffened under her rings. In Lilliput the lady died. Her Her eyes were shut where his were wide. Pale plumes her hands were light on her breast but he heard thunder from east to west contracting the azure to onyx caves in the blind forever of darkening waves last one archer in a world now in a world which was which has known its ending where skies were darkened with falling hawks where fields are blackened with withered corn? Who is the archer intently sending his accurate shafts against hoar rocks? No fluent creature will be born in this pale world absolved from dreaming. Superfluous is his bright bows gleaming, where the heart is past its breaking. But red with his blood are the archer's quarries, red with his blood above the hill. For where his arrow strikes there is this extending him this skill, this furious anger of one with breath, Left alone in a world of death. I was gonna say the last couple seemed pretty there's a lot of death in her poetry. And contemplating it. Interesting. Alright, we're going to stop there. Thank you for listening. Bye.